welcome to XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers. I'm Kathy Pokerbeck. I'm Inez Bellina. And I'm Kenna Lenhoff. And together we are XX Will Travel. Welcome to episode number six about one of our favorite countries. have a Canada connection. My connection is that one of my BFFs lives in Vancouver. Hello, Alexis. And now Kina and Inez are going to tell you how they are more extensively connected to Canada. Oh, okay. yeah. So my love affair with Canada began as a college student because I went to um, McGill University in Montreal for undergrad. I was trying to remember the name of our mascot for the podcast, and I couldn't. And that's the reason why I loved going to McGill. No one gave a crap about the mascot or, you know, the big football game because I'm pretty sure it sucked. And I thought my relationship with Canada would end after I graduated, but my dad was actually sent to Ottawa for work a few years after. So my parents have been living in Ottawa for the past four or five years now, which means that I've been going to Canada at least once a year since then. My connection to Canada is that my mom is Canadian. She grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, also known as flyover country as right. well. However, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how great Winnipeg is. So basically all my mom's siblings and my grandparents still live in Winnipeg. Sell it, Kenna. I will sell it. <laughs> so, what is your favorite place in Canada, ladies? You know, Montreal is clearly my favorite place in Canada. It is not only because of the fond memories, you know, the fond memories of my misspent youth there, um, but it's a beautiful city. It's very unique, I think, within all of North America. Um, obviously bilingual kind of has a European um, vibe to it in more ways than one. It's artsy, it's boho. I think most people there are socialists, so you, and you know they're good times. So Montreal, for sure. Kenna? My aunt and uncle have a cottage in Kenora, Ontario. So I would say being in the Lake of the Woods in the summertime, especially because of the, how late it gets, the, the sunny outside, late nights, just peaceful, quiet. That would be one of them. And I'm going to say Winnipeg because my family's there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a silly reason, but yay, Winnipeg. I like how we have East Coast, Middle Middle Canada, and um, West Coast representation. True. <laughs> Nobody's got the maritime provinces. Not now. yet. No. Not yet. I feel like when I tell people that I love visiting Vancouver, they kind of look at me a little strange. Because Americans don't really travel to Canada that much. Well, why do you think this is? I think sometimes people just see Canada as an extension of the U.S. When it clearly is a different country and has its own unique traditions. And the only people I ever see who do go to Canada are people who maybe be, have grown up in Detroit area. So they could mm -hmm. just go across the border for a cheap beer when they were younger. Right. Or that kind of experience or go for work. And so when I'm always like, oh, Canada, they're like oh, I don't have a passport. <laughs> I'm like, well, you didn't have to have one until about 10 years ago. <laughs> it was pretty easy. 
Yeah, Ken and I have talked about this extensively, I feel, but it's, it's, I have a similar answer, you know, they tend to think that it's a blander version of the United States, and which couldn't be further from the truth. It is a very different society. I also think Canada is way more diverse than people make it out to be. If you see any sort of jokes about Canadians, it's kind of your very standard, burly, white man in a flannel shirt. And, or a Mountie. Or a Mountie. Mountie. And of course they exist, and you could even say that they're the majority. But um, Canada is also an immigrant country, you know, with a huge populations from um, Haiti, India, Southeast Asia, the Philippines, um, and it makes it for a very, very vibrant society. As I said, I've been going to Winnipeg since I was a baby, is that I think people assume, because it's right above North Dakota, that there's nothing going on in the city of Winnipeg, and it is a very diverse city. For me, before going to Canada... I, I just kind of considered it too close to be a quote-unquote real or exotic destination. <laughs> you know, I people go to Thailand or people go to Europe, but Canada's off the radar. And for our sakes, I hope it stays that way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so many things I enjoy when you go there. So, what are some of the surprising cultural differences between the U.S. and Canada? So the way I always see it, and it's what really differentiates one from the other, is that Canada very much is about putting the social good before the individual pursuit of happiness first. And even if that seems a very abstract notion, it actually has very practical and pragmatic implications with how they address social issues, how they go, even urban planning, you know, oh. how they go about creating their cities or their public transportation system, and just the general outlook on how societies function. I agree, like, they have the health care, their school systems. Also, like, yes, there's many problems with the indigenous culture and how yeah. they respect the indigenous culture in Canada, but they recognize all the indigenous members of the culture calling them First Nations. Yeah, not to mention Quebec in general, yeah. and how they deal with the fact that there is this entire province, um, you know, that feels they have a unique culture, a unique language, and the fact that the federal government thinks it needs to be protected is huge. I also love their policy of a year-long maternity leave. Yes! yes. <laughs> it's amazing, and with your partner, you can split up the maternity leave, so you can take it simultaneously as long as it equals a year, like if your spouse wants to stay home for three months and you take your nine, you know, it's better for everybody. Yeah, and I would say even though this sounds a little a little ridiculous, but I have to say that the weather in Canada, I think, affects also the way their society works quite a bit. The fact that it's freezing for so long in almost anywhere. It means, you know, you kind of have these hardy people. Like, people will still go out under minus 50 degree Fahrenheit weather because what else are you going to do? Just, like, give up on life? You can't do that. And during the summer, it means that everyone is outside all the time. It's like one of the sportiest nations I have ever been in in oh, my life. Exactly. Well, I also think they're super sporty. Even in Vancouver, where the weather is ideal, never snows, just gets beautiful and misty. Right. They're still out there all the time. Yeah. So zooming in a little bit, I would like to ask you guys, who's your favorite Canadian? Well, <laughs> Margaret Atwood. 
And Alice Munro, <laughs> to begin. All of us on our notes, all of us talked about Margaret Atwood yeah. at some point. <laughs> I would say my grandpa. <laughs> He's not going to listen to this. He's also deaf in one ear and partially deaf in the other and is 90 years old. He's a hearty soul. And the things that he went through growing up and how he was able to provide for his family. He's a pretty amazing guy. So this is my favorite Canadian is my grandpa, Euclid. Yeah. Um, also, his name is Euclid. Also on my list, Martin Short. Oh, yes. yes. Nathan Fillion. Yes. Michael J. Fox. Yes. And Samantha B. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to clap for everyone you say. I'm like, Nathan Fillion, for yes. sure. Yes. Well, my 13-year-old self would be very, very sad if I failed to mention Mike Myers. Mike Myers! Oh, <laughs> and I want to say about maybe half of Saturday Night Live's just, you know, general cast. It's like either they're either Canadian or from Chicago. Right? And also the old SCTV cast um, members, Kid in the Hall. <laughs> and Alex Trebek. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite um, TV. Na- National um, treasure. Thank you, Canada. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Alanis Morissette, who tapped into every angry woman that we have inside. <laughs> oh, and Arcade Fire, who are actually McGill alumni as what? well. You know, that just allows me to throw it around and be... Super Indian pretentious. <laughs> How about um, Neil Young? Neil Young. Neil Young from Winnipeg. Yeah. What? Go <laughs> yes, Winnipeg. I might just keep mentioning Winnipeg just to give it the hard sell. <laughs> All right. So Kenna mentioned Kids in the Hall and SCTV. What are some other Canadian TV shows or movies that we all enjoy? Any kind of hockey movie probably has some Canadian in them. It's true. Yes, and I would like to give a shout out to the the movie. That made me know Canada existed, Strange Brew. (laughs) (laughs) And more recently, Orphan Black. Yes. yes. Wait, and I need to definitely, definitely mention Degrassi because I am convinced that they're the reason why most Canadians are just upstanding citizens and know the difference between right and wrong. Not to mention that you get to see Drake in a wheelchair, which will never not be funny. Um, <laughs> also, oh my gosh, we mentioned Degrassi. I'm going to go back to Degrassi Junior High, the original. Yes, oh, yes, yes. This is both original and new generation. My love affair is extends to yes. both. I, I don't make a difference. And yeah. this, is why, this is why we must continue to fund the public broadcasting system in the U.S. <laughs> because you not only got access to Sesame Street, but also to... Degrassi. Yes. Uh, wake up in the morning. And yes, I understand it's cheesy, and definitely the actors they choose look their age and aren't as attractive as the ones you see on the CW. But this is also a teen show that um, where you actually see abortions, you see um, you know responsible sex, you see gun violence, and you, I mean they kind of cover every single topic, and with a very nice you know little lesson at the end about how to. How to act exactly. when these things come up. <laughs> exactly. I also, have you guys ever seen the show Slings and Arrows? Is that the, am I saying the right one? I don't know. It's about um, a Shakespeare festival in Ontario. It was on Netflix a few oh. years ago. It's really good. It's, a, it's Rachel McAdams is in it. And another were, Canadian. Another Canadian. Ooh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. So now that we've touched extensively on the pop culture aspect <laughs> of Canada... Let's get more into where you should go. Where are some Canadian destinations that you would like to visit? What's on your list? 
Um, on my list is definitely Quebec City, which I have not been to yet, but from all accounts I've heard it is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and very historic. I have also heard really good things about Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Not only the, um, the natural landscape, which is apparently stunning, but apparently the people are tons of fun, at least according to my mom who deemed them the friendliest Canadians in all of Canada, which in my mind is mind-blowing because Canadians are friendly already. Like, it's, I'm, I'm going to assume it's just a love fest. Like, hyper-friendly. Yeah, hyper-friendly. <laughs> like, overwhelmingly friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so those are kind of my, my, two, my two places. I want to go to Banff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! I have family in Banff, and I haven't been yet. And I've been meaning to get there. Yeah, I Banff has for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful and green and magical and mountainous, and there are spas there and and hotels. And I just I want to explore Banff. And my other place that I would like to go is the Calgary Stampede. Yes. Yes. Cowboys, as far as the eyes can see. <laughs> Canadians walking around in their Western wear. Like, what? How can you have a bad time at a stampede? Unless you get stampeded. But <laughs> I'm sure there are copious safety measures. Right. Yeah. In place to prevent that. Would you have prairie oysters? No. Okay. I would not. Explain what a prairie oyster is, Ines. Actually, I want people to Google it. <laughs> Google prairie oysters. See what it means. And then send us mail. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say, like, I'm kind of frustrated myself that I haven't been to Banff yet. And I say this, like, when I was, well, my family took a three-month vacation up to Alaska, and then we drove down from Alaska to Manitoba. But one of the things is that area just seems so beautiful because, as you were saying, like, the spas and the natural hot springs and all those things. But I also want to spend more time in Quebec and the um, maritime provinces, especially Prince Edward Island. Yes. I need to go to Prince Edward Island sometime soon. Which leads us to our next question. Anne of Green Gables, yay or nay? I'm going to say fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I can't say fuck yeah. That's, that's why we got the explicit label on the podcast. <laughs> Um, I say yes, Santa Green Gables. And I will. I I'll be honest. I reread it every couple of years, the series because I love it so much. I've never read Anne of Green Gables. <gasps> Did you at least watch the 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 series? No, just watch the first uh, the first section. Do not watch the ones afterwards. No, watch all of it <laughs> and then watch Avonlea and then I. I like well, Avonlea a lot, but no, 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 no. Oh, no, I like Anne of Green Gables. Gilbert Blythe was probably yes. the reason why I still like dudes who say really mean things to me. <laughs> Thanks, Gilbert Blythe. <laughs> he was so dreamy. He was so dreamy. That was a um, very sad thing this past spring when I heard about that actor. We can't talk no, about it. We it's must not mention soon. it. <laughs> All right, so apparently two-thirds Yay. of us are strongly Anne of Green Gables, and one-third of us wishes she had read it earlier. So my love affair of Canada <laughs> would have begun with my younger self. All right, so next question. What are some popular Canadian tourist activities that you would like to pursue besides the eating of poutine? <laughs> that I would like to pursue or that I have pursued? Either. Yes. Either. Okay. Well, in Quebec, and I feel like this is probably the case of many places, there's uh, there's the whole sugar shack thing, 
Oh, This is where you yeah. go to, like, tiny towns that make syrup that are in the middle of nowhere in Canada. It's, it's, it's not a strip club. Part. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's in, that's in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Right. The Sugar Shack. <laughs> when I was younger, my grandparents would always take us to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So the first outdoor theater I ever saw was Rainbow Stage in Winnipeg. And they have a festival in August called Folklorama, which all the different nationalities put on, have pavilions where they tell you about their culture and different things going on. And so they have these, like, lots of festivals in Winnipeg just because it's so cold there most of the time that they really overdo their summers. And I feel like the one thing I really want to do sometime is go up to Churchill and see the polar bears. Oh, Oh, yeah. Someday. The Arctic Circle would probably be amazing. My dad actually managed to go on a trip with a whole bunch of other um, foreign service people to to the Arctic Circle a couple of years ago, and uh, the pictures he got were great. But this kind of reminds me, since you mentioned the festivals, actually it's kind of the same in most Canadian cities. They will jam-pack the summers with a ton of festivals, and it's actually a government initiative to prevent people from being super depressed and suicidal during the winter. What? Oh, wow. So it's, it's not just that they have these, like, really vibrant need to support the arts. It is actually a mental health issue that they take so that people have really good memories of the summer and can live <laughs> through the winter. Why don't oh we do gosh. that? I, know. I, guess that's where, I guess we do to some extent in Chicago. It's yeah. just not funded by the government. I'm going to chime in here because I just got back from Vancouver. I spent the 4th of July weekend there and watched the World Cup game on a TV in a living room. <laughs> um, but in Vancouver, here's my list. Whale watching, which you can yes. do on either coast. Like, I know... It's popular on East Coast and West Coast. Drive up to Whistler. Whistler's about an hour away, and you take the Sea to Sky Highway, which is one of the most gorgeous drives I've ever been on. You can There's actually a, a bike race from Whistler to Vancouver that I would love to do one day. Um, when you're in Whistler in the winter, of course, the skiing is world-class, but in the summer, there's lots of hiking and mountain biking. You can take the peak-to-peak gondola. What else? Victoria Island. Victoria Island. You can drive north to Penticton, and that's the Okanagan Valley. That's the wine country. And thanks to global warming and shifting climate, British Columbia, rather, now offers some amazing wines because the temperatures are shifting, so it's getting too warm in California, a little warmer in B.C., which is a shame because they have a horrible drought this summer. Basically, anything in B.C., I've done it. (laughs) So, Well, if we're going kind of city by city, maybe that will actually, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it makes things a little easier. So Montreal, if you're in Montreal, here is what you're going to want to do. Old Port is kind of touristy, but it's also pretty, and you should go see it. If you're there during the summer, which I'm going to guess is the case, but if you're there during the summer, go to Mont Royal Park on Sunday for the Tam Tams. Basically, hundreds and hundreds of dirty hippies descend on this park with little bongos <laughs> and assortment of instruments and just kind of jam for hours on end. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just almost an ideal way of spending an afternoon in Montreal summer. There are some great museums there too. The The Museum of Fine Arts in Montreal has had some great exhibits. When I was in college, they had a fantastic Janis Joplin exhibit. This past Christmas that I was there, they had a really good one on Impressionists. I feel like Montreal is a very walkable city. Part of it is just kind of walking around the different neighborhoods. They have 
a large Portuguese community and a large um, Orthodox Jewish community too, which means that you can get really good, really good food from both of those communities, which we can talk about later. And then Ottawa, Ottawa, known as the sleepy, boring capital of Canada. I'm not gonna lie, you're not gonna party hard there like you will in other places. Like it, Winnipeg. Right, 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 so. right yeah. <laughs> you know, the joke is like, the best thing about Ottawa is that it's an hour and a half away from Montreal, where you can party hard. But Ottawa does have some quiet charm to it, and probably my favorite, favorite place, in, maybe in the whole country of Canada, is the library in the Parliament Building. It is seriously one of the most beautiful libraries I've seen of my life and you can go there on tour during the weekends um, it you know it has a ton of archives but that's not what's clean about it it's just small and I wish I could just be there and write and read forever and then Toronto Toronto is just like good times also very walkable what did I do in Toronto I went there for my birthday and I feel like all I did was eat and drink but that's pretty much how I was going yeah. to I'm going to be going back to Toronto um, I went last February when it was like sub-zero so all we did was yeah. eat and drink, but I'm going back in November, so I'll let you know more, but I think yeah. there's more to do. But when I was mentioning Lake of the Woods um, near Kenora, Ontario, um, last year, and I think you should do this like at least once, is I went on a day trip and where you are fishing all day. And it's in one of those places where I've tried fishing before and I've never caught anything. You catch stuff all the time when you're on a trip in the middle of a big lake. <laughs> they cooked up the fish for us and we ate it like what we had cooked yeah. and brought it back. So that was something I think you should do at least once because also I didn't have to take the fish off the hook. <laughs> the people you hire do it. Also, very, we were going to talk about eating, having... When you go to small towns in the summertime, going to the chip truck, so you can have chips and vinegar. Oh. Like a very Canadian kind of I have British never thing. heard of that in my life. Me neither. Chip <laughs> trucks. No. Me neither. <laughs> Maybe it's just in Kenora, but... No, it could be in kind of small town Canada. But yeah, yeah, but they have fries with vinegar. Right. <laughs> so, which leads us to our next question. Besides beautiful Pacific Northwest salmon and anything from Tim Hortons... <laughs> Timbits! What should you eat when you're in Canada? So I know Canadian cuisine is not taking the world by storm, but it's actually, you can actually get really great food in Canada. Um, one, I happen to be a, fran uh, a fan of poutine. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Who isn't? You'd be surprised because most people I've mentioned it to, they start to like shudder in disgust. I don't understand how you can say no to french fries, gravy, and cheese curds, but that's just me. The thing is, too, though, I feel like people eat it when they're sober, and that's not when you need to eat it. Exactly. You need to eat it at 4.30 a.m. when you're ravenous and are about to kill a small child if you don't have a meal. Yes. Um, so that's poutine. But kind of going back to Montreal especially and the fact that they have a pretty big um, Jewish population. There is a really, really great smoked meat place in Montreal called Schwartz's, and you do kind of need to get there early because the line is out the door, but it's a fantastic Jewish deli. And I'm going to say this, Montreal bagels, far superior to the New York bagels, to the point where whenever I can find them or whenever I go to Montreal, I get them and kind of smuggle them back into the States. And in Montreal specifically, Saint-Vateur are my favorites, but you can also get pretty good ones, um, Fair bagels they just have they're just not as doughy they happen to be kind of thinner and a little sweeter and somehow that just makes all the difference for me but also I've had really great Indian food in Toronto they have a 
pretty sizable Indian population there, so you can get um, some really fantastic stuff from, you know, the hole in the walls to very, very fancy restaurants. Shish tauk, which is how we used to call shawarma sandwiches in Montreal, that was probably the only place I would go out to eat because my budget was super small. So I would just like to give a shout out to the brothers at the Shish tauk place on the corner of Prince Arthur and St. Laurent who would give me free garlic potatoes because they kept thinking I was from... Beirut, even though I kept saying, no, Peru, and they're like, it's okay, free potatoes. I'm like, okay, I'm still not from Beirut. Um, so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I will also second the Indian food on the West Coast. Asian food on the West Coast yeah. of Canada is amazing. I met my friend Alexis in Japan, and the first time I visited her, it was like coming home a little bit because they have excellent Japanese food and a huge Japanese population. But I'll give my sh- my Indian shout-out to Viges in Vancouver, which was super awesome Indian food, and Chinese food anywhere in Richmond, because it is made by actual Chinese people. So one thing they do not have is good Mexican, and that's my dream, to go and start a Mexican restaurant in Vancouver. Canada not have good Mexican at all. Like my, no, I don't even no. want to talk about Mexican. We'll not talk about Mexican. But I would have to say, the one thing I would say, like, from growing up and going to Winnipeg a lot is that they, they always seem to be, have different choices that I didn't get when I was in my hometown 40 miles outside of Chicago. Regionally, I would say Tortier, which is a French-Canadian meat pie. They have around Christmas time. And there's this fudge that you can find at every kind of, cafeteria I think it's like a peanut butter butterscotch marshmallow fudge that if you ever go to a cafeteria in Canada you'll see it just on the side I should also say the candy bars are great because you can still get really good Cadbury up in Canada yes. I don't know if you guys heard about the Cadbury issues down here in the U.S. no <laughs> more Cadbury from the UK for the rebel colonies <laughs> so what are some ways you cannot stick out as a tourist in Canada well, obviously when I speak, I sound very much like I'm from Chicago, <laughs> so that gives away that I am not from Canada. However, I feel because most of the time when I'm in Canada, I'm with Canadians, that it just kind of seems like, oh, she's just one of us until she talks. This one goes out to the guys out there, all three of you who listen to us. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. We love you. When I was in Montreal, we could tell from a mile away who were the roaming packs of American men there to party because one, they tended to be burlier. Two, they were all wearing backward baseball caps. And three, they were all wearing checkered shirts. And they were going up and down St. Catherine Avenue, which is kind of where all the strip clubs are. You're probably like high-fiving each other. Um, so if if I mean, I guess if you're that kind of guy, I don't have much hope for you. But if you're the kind of guy that doesn't want to do that, avoid all of that. And I would actually say avoid St. Catherine. I feel like it's one of those um, streets that Americans tend to go to because they hear it's where the nightlife is. But really, it's just very dingy and kind of gross and full of strip clubs. Um, if you want to party in Montreal, go to Saint Laurent, go to the go to Montreal area, go to the Mile End and Saint Denis. My tip would be to learn to layer. <laughs> because Canadians layer beautifully, and I look like a toddler who dressed herself or an obese person when I try to layer. I think it's ingrained because I've asked my friend to teach me, and she's tried, and it doesn't doesn't work. Canada is home to Lululemon and Roots, 
there's layering right there. So one day I aspire to layer like a Canadian. Yeah, in Montreal there would be all these like super chic French Canadian women looking like they stepped out of a runway and I had probably all the clothes I owned just on me. Right. Yeah, I'm just to keep warm. Montreal and Vancouver are a little bit more um, fashion forward than Winnipeg. I never worry about what I wear in Winnipeg. Yeah. I should say that one of the things that probably shows that I'm a tourist when I go to Canada is how much I buy because our dollar is so much stronger than their dollars. Not like it used to be. Like when I first started going oh, to Canada, sure. I was like, I'm buying you dinner, a new dinner, a new <laughs> dinner. And then over the last couple of years, I've been like, I'm going to buy one person <laughs> and one time. <laughs> okay, so... Do we have any more, like, region-specific tips for people who are visiting Canada? Yes, because now I'm remembering everything. <laughs> Tell us all the things, Inez. <laughs> so first off, in Toronto, I forgot to mention, it's actually a huge um, center for comedy. Yes. They, yeah, they have a second city there, and they also have a great stand-up comedy scene, um, very similar to Chicago, where you can probably find an open mic or a show every night. So check that out. And then in Ottawa, Ottawa has um, fantastic museums, uh, including the National Gallery, which is the, the art museum, and the architecture itself of the National Gallery is beautiful. And then they have the Museum of Canadian History. Uh, pause for laughter. Ha 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 ha. No, but it's fascinating, and I actually went to see um, one, of, one of the most informative exhibits I've ever seen about the War of 1812 there. And this being Canada, they showed the reasons and the motivation behind why the United States, Canada, the First Nations, and the UK went to war. And like why all the reasons the four of them had and all the justifications and all the things they were bad about. Oh, fun fact. The War of 1812 in Canada is seen as the war where they kicked American ass. Yeah. Yay. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because I never learned about it when I lived in the States. Canadians like to say that they have always beat the U.S. in any war they've been in. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And then um, for Montreal, I was going to say Montreal festivals, Just for Last festivals, one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world, and also the Montreal Jazz Festival, which has amazing performances. I learned about the Just for Last festival because they replay a lot of clips on airline entertainment <laughs> channels. They do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Winnipeg has the largest fringe festival in North America. Wow, tell us more. Fringe festivals are where you can see independent theater groups, comedy, sketch shows, different things. And um, most major cities now have them. Like the biggest one known is Edinburgh in Scotland. However, if you go around the U.S. and Canada, there are many fringe festivals where you can have a chance to see a show before it's fully developed and it becomes something that you might see on Broadway or in, you know, television and movies. So it's kind of a great way to discover raw and independent talent. That's a fantastic yeah. tip. Yeah. And then just general tips for traveling in Canada. So I strongly suggest only going in the summer unless you want to ski. Because honestly, it's not, it's not Chicago cold. It really isn't. It's a whole other level of cold and you won't enjoy it. Kenna and I have discovered... Our love for Porter Airlines, which is a regional oh, carrier. Cool. Yeah, you can get really good deals, and they kind of fly to smaller cities within Canada as well. Kenna, do you want no, to talk about agree. your deal? Well, yeah. my deal. I'm going to actually go to Toronto for Thanksgiving, um, American Thanksgiving, not Can Canadian, Canadian Thanksgiving, yeah. um, in November. And part of it was I was just playing around looking to see good deals and flights. Porter had a sale. 
found a really good deal. And one of the reasons I love buying Porter is that it takes you right into the city if you're going to Toronto versus going to the airport, which is an hour outside of the city. Yeah. So you're right there. Less than 20 minutes, I can get to my cousin Lauren's house. Hi, Lauren. And they also give you um, alcohol on the flight. Whoa. And I have to say that the little airport they have in Toronto is amazing. They give you free snacks, free beverages. They have free newspapers. Their seats are comfy. It has Wi-Fi. I once had the trip from hell coming back from Ottawa to Chicago, which ended up taking an entire day and a half because of weather reasons. And I spent... A lovely five hours in the Toronto oh, Porter Airport. It's really, it's really a great area. And the thing is, like, unfortunately, going to like um, Winnipeg, the only way you can get to Winnipeg from Chicago is Air Canada slash United, and flights are ridiculously expensive, and, like ridiculous. And Air Canada taxes the heck out of their airline tickets. Like going to going to isn't bad, but coming back, you get hit with some major. Major yeah. tax. Oh, speaking of taxes, you can always apply to the Canada to get your money back for taxes. That's something I would consider doing if you spend a lot of money in Canada. How would you do that? Um, when you go to the airport, or like there's even places even in the malls mm-hmm. where you just get a form and you fill out. I sometimes, I honestly don't do it very often because it seems like a big hassle. And considering I'm already getting a deal on stuff sometimes, I'm like, eh. But you could you write a form and say, I'm an American, I want my taxes back. And do you send that in? or mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and I should, so two things I should also mention. One, you do need a passport now to go into Canada. This was something that kind of Homeland Security instituted after 9-11. It's not their fault, so don't yell at, you know, the poor immigration officer. Also, if you have a DUI, you are banned from entering the country for 10 years. <gasps> Tidbit, I found out from talking to random strangers. So, just make sure you don't have an offense like that before heading there. Advice, going through borders. Like, overall, I've never had a problem going through the borders. Um, You're just honest. You say why you're going, how long your vacation is, who you're visiting, what's going on. And you usually can get right on through. However, one time when I was unemployed, (laughs) I happened to mention that I was a consultant. You know, an educational consultant. And it took me longer to go through the border, and I had to talk to um, a representative. So make sure when you're going across, you specifically state what your job is, so that way it's a lot easier to go through border control. And I was actually going to say, as the non-American in the group, um, a lot of the Canadian airports actually have like the U.S. immigration officers in their airport, so you can do immigration to the United States but within Canada, and the experience is night and day. When I do U.S. immigrations in Canada, they are nice, attentive, super funny, and it's super easy. I'm not going to say every time I do it in the States it's tough, but let's just say that I've had people yell at me and be very, very, very mean, while the ones in Canada are always like, welcome back to the States, we love you, and they yes. feel so amazing and welcome. I don't know what um, it is, I feel like it's right to that border, like you yeah. know when I cross between North Dakota and um, Manitoba, I'm like... It's so nice and kind. And they're like, what are you bringing back? Coffee crisps and old Dutch potato chips. (laughs) Well, I also wanted to mention when crossing by car that the time is rather unpredictable. Um, Depending on, you know, the time of day you go, it can take you half an hour or it can take you two hours. So plan accordingly if you're going to, if you're not using an airport and you're crossing by car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. 
the only last tip I have is if you're in Quebec, start speak to them first in French. Say you can't speak French in French. And then they'll immediately switch to English and be very nice to you. But if you immediately go to them in English, they might get a little testy. And especially if you're like, where are the strip clubs? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I would support that in other parts of the country as well. Um, Winnipeg has a very strong French-Canadian population. And just try a little. I can speak hardly anything, but I know how to say bonjour. Right. <laughs> well, my closing question is, dinner party with any Canadian, dead or alive, who do you invite? Okay, just because I think this would be a ridiculous scene that would make my life complete, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Margaret Atwood and Drake. <laughs> Are we having dinner together, <laughs> like the three of us and these people? Well, I'm or me, I don't know. I was just imagining who would provide entertainment, well, and it would be Margaret Atwood and Drake. I want to hear them talk about how to treat a woman right. Well, first of all. We wrote these answers separately, and I also chose Margaret Atwood, <laughs> along with Margaret Trudeau. Um, I didn't know who she was until I read Keith Richards' biography, and Margaret Trudeau was this woman. She was the wife of Pierre Trudeau. He met her in Tahiti when she was 18. He was 30 years older. They married when she was 22, and at some Damn. point... Yeah. At, she was like a flower child, and at some point she ran off to... Um, have an affair with Mick Jagger. So I think she would be an excellent dinner guest, along with Margaret Atwood chiming in with her opinions, too. I was wondering when you mentioned her, I was like, oh, I wonder if she was related to the Prime Minister of Canada. Yes. And now I know. And her sons are active in Canadian government, too, now. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Very popular. I just like the last name Trudeau. Um, I'm going to go with, just for fun, I'll say Alex Trebek, <laughs> because he is... My favorite thing that you have given us, Canada. <laughs> um, not true, but I love him. And I would say, yeah, so Alex Trebek. And I want to see Margaret Atwood, too, but I feel like that's really... Well, the woman's boss. Right? Right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. just have our dinner party together. It sounds like so all, these, share. all these people would get along really well. <laughs> so thank you for listening. If you like us, show us you like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, visit xxwilltravel.com for more information on these places we've spoken about, and review us on iTunes. Au revoir! Goodbye. Go forth and travel.